Sister G. It's like at home. It's good. It's good to see him in the house. Acts chapter 27, beginning with verse 20. These are the words that you'll find there. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loose from Crete and to have gained this harm and lost. But now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Amen. I want to talk for a few minutes here about blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. Here is the Apostle Paul who is on a ship on the stormy sea. And although he's on the same ship everybody else is on, everybody else is fearing for their lives, Paul is able to speak words of blessed assurance. My brothers and my sisters, we live in a world where we don't talk much about assurance. We are more familiar with insurance. And brothers and my sisters, I'm not making light in the world we're living in right now. I would advise everybody, if you can't afford it, and that's a big if, if you can afford it, try to get some insurance. But, just like you don't want to live or die without insurance, you ought to be even more concerned 
about living and dying without assurance. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, my brothers and my sisters, insurance will cover you to the grave. (laughs) But assurance will cover you beyond the grave. I wonder if I got a witness up in here. Insurance is nice to have, but assurance is a must-have. I'd much rather have my life assured than to have it insured. Are y'all hearing this? This week, we have watched yet another round of evil that seems to be bent on destroying this nation. We watch, we watch, and we are concerned, but for the most part, for the most of us, we, yeah, and especially those who look like me, we are not shocked at evil we see. If you look like we, me, you're not shocked. Why? Because we've seen this movie before. I wonder if I got a witness here. This is no new thing to, to folk like we, we know what it is to be marginalized. We know what it is to be treated like you don't matter. We, we were among, brothers and sisters, we were among the first in this nation to face injustice and attacks and, and watching this nation attack its own people. We were first. We have been here now long enough. We have observed the attack on Native Americans. We've observed the attack on the Irish. We've seen the attack on Jewish folk. We watched them attack the Polish, the Japanese. We watched them attack Muslims. We watched them attack Hispanics. We watched them, the nation, attack the poor. We recently, we recently even seen our nation attack their own children. And this week, another attack. We see this nation that has attacked everybody else, running out of folk to attack. And this week, they attack their own women. And not just minority women. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing this. Not just minority. Attacking their own women. I've watched this week. I've watched this week as, as women, mostly Caucasian, were handcuffed, led out of the nation's capital in handcuffs. Taken off to jail. And as I watched them, I, I was reminded of a, a note that I read while I was in Jerusalem at the Holocaust Museum. There was a note that uh, they said was written by a bishop. And this note that I remembered, it came back to my mind. It, it said this, first, they came for the socialists. 
And I didn't speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists. And I didn't speak out because I wasn't a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. And I didn't speak out because I was not a Jew. But then they came for me. And there was nobody left to speak. Are y'all hearing this? Yes. Y'all don't mind me telling the truth this morning. This white male privilege. This white male privilege has struck once again. And this time, even against their own wives and daughters. I believe that we are witnessing what the Bible, I believe we're witnessing, yeah, with our own eyes, what the Bible calls spiritual wickedness in high places. Brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, if there has ever been a time that going to the polls and voting is a must, don't y'all stop saying amen now. There's ever been a time that going to the polls and voting is a must. That time is right now. And I'm just believing. I'm just believing. I'm believing. I'm just believing that God is going to move on November 6th. I believe that. I believe he's going to move on November 6th. And we're going to see waves of victory for goodness. We're going to see waves of goodness for righteousness. But the truth is. All of the storms of evil and all of the storms of unrest that we have seen over these years won't end on November 6th. I need to get you ready for that. Huh? I don't want you to put more confidence in this thing as you. Yeah, I, 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 want you, I just don't believe that it's going to be over November 6th, no matter who wins the elections. See, we, we, we got to learn another lesson. You, we, can't, we can't vote folk in offices and, and just leave them alone. Are y'all hearing me? I, I, I I'm, I'm going to get there in a minute. But you, you can't put folk in office and just leave them alone to fight the battle themselves. That's what we did with President Obama. We got him in there and left him. Wouldn't have been wonderful if we had been fighting for him as hard as we've been fighting about this judge. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we had? I got it right there. They ain't going to say nothing right there. They ain't going to say nothing. Greed, hatred, and bigotry have placed this nation in a storm pattern. Just like the one we're reading about here in the text. And the truth is, my brothers and my sisters, the truth is, these storms won't, won't abruptly come to an end just because somebody wins an election. Are y'all hearing this? And just like, just like the passengers on the ship, just like the passengers on this ship in this text, what we need, my brothers and sisters, is assurance from God. Assurance from God. That everything will be all right. Here's a text. Here's a text 
In this text, the apostle Paul is a prisoner. He's on the ship, but he is a prisoner. He's on a cargo ship that's headed to Rome. He's on the ship because he has been arrested. He's been arrested and he's been tried on the charge of bringing Gentiles into the temple. So he's been charged, he's, he's been found guilty, and he's on a ship. That, yeah. and, and although he stood trial, he's already stood trial before the Sanhedrin court. He stood before Felix, he stood before Festus, he stood before Agrippa, but he has one more appeal. And, and, and he appeals, and now he's got to go to Rome to appeal to Caesar. Now, now to the carnal mind, the reason he's going is because he got a court case in Rome. But the truth is, Paul had something to say, and Caesar needed to hear it. Y'all ain't hearing me. So... He's on a ship, and they're carrying him now to Rome. So Paul is on the ship. Get it in your mind. He, he, he's not a passenger. He's not on a cruise. He's a prisoner. He's a prisoner, and he's headed to Rome. Now you read, you read chapter 27 and 10. You'll see where this prisoner tried to warn them that they were sailing in the wrong season. He knew that this was stormy season and he tried to warn them, this ain't a good time to start this trip. But who listens to a prisoner? Who, who listens to a prisoner? They, they went on and set sail anyhow. But when we come to the text, when we come to the text, they find themselves, because they didn't listen, they find themselves in a threatening storm. A life-threatening storm. Here is a storm now. When we get here, the storm has been going on now for 14 days and 14 nights. For 14 days, get this, for 14 whole days, they did not see the sun. They didn't see the moon. They saw no stars for 14 days. Terrible storm. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know whether it's day or night. Because the storm is so great. According to the scripture, they have completely lost control of the ship. It's just drifting out there in the storm. It's just drifting out there in the storm. No control over it. It's just drifting out there in the storm. Sort of like this nation is right now. Just drifting out there in the storm. They, they're thrown all of their cargo overboard, trying to lighten the load so the ship wouldn't sink. There was no food. Everybody is damp and cold. They're being tossed about on a restless sea in the dark. But verse 20 says, verse 20 says that they have lost all hope of being saved. Are y'all seeing that? Oh, my brothers and my sisters, my brothers and my sisters, when, when, when you are in that kind of a storm, the last thing that you're thinking about is insurance. I say, let me say it one more time. When you're in that kind of storm, the last thing on your mind, somebody on the shore might be thinking about it. <laughs> but if you're in the storm, 
Are y'all hearing me? If you're in the storm, the last thing on your mind is insurance. What you want in a time like that is assurance. And right when they needed it the most, the prisoner, you remember the prisoner that tried to tell him? Right when they needed it the most, the prisoner spoke again. Same Paul that spoke in verse 10 and nobody listened. But now that they're in a song and don't know how they're going to get out. Now that they're in a storm, all ears are turned toward the prisoners. <laughs> are y'all hearing me? Nobody wants to hear them on ago, but now, let, let me tell you, storms will cause you to listen to somebody. I wonder if I got a witness up in here that storms will call you to listen to folk that you wouldn't listen to before. And, and the prisoners, he, 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 yeah, they're listening to him and and praise God, he offered assurance. The question must be raised. The question must be raised. Where did Paul get his assurance from? Is he not on the same ship with everybody else? Are y'all hearing this? He's just as damp and cold as everybody else. Isn't he just as hungry as everybody else? Where does he get assurance from? But the answer is nestled in one verse. In verse 25, look at this. He says, I believe God. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. He says, I. <laughs> Y'all fall apart if you want to, but I believe God. I, I'm in the same storm as everybody else, but I believe so now we began to see how even in the midst of a storm, Paul is able, able to offer assurance. Follow me now, follow me now. You see that he gives them, the assurance he gives is the assurance of God's presence. That's verse 23. Look at him. He says, last night. That stood by me. An angel of God. Is that in your book? The God who I served last night. That stood by me. An angel of God whom I served. The one that I belong to. Are y'all hearing me? Giving them assurance that although we're out here in the storm, we can't see him, but he sees us. An assurance of God's presence. Are y'all hearing me? He said last night that angel stood there and assured me that I was going to make it to my destination. I left on my way to Rome and the angel assured me that I'm going to get to Rome. Are y'all hearing this? And brothers and sisters, that's an assurance. Wherever I am, God is. Are y'all hearing me? Somebody ought to be shouting. I say, wherever I am, God is. And, and not only that, not only that, wherever I am, God is. And he promised. Anybody standing on the promises 
of God, wherever I am, God is. And he promised that he would never, he would never leave. I've seen lightning flashing. I've heard thunders roll. I felt sin breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. But I heard a voice from heaven crying, keep on, fighting on. Why? Because he promised. He promised never to leave me. Hey, never to leave me alone. But not only, not only is there assurance of God's presence, there is assurance of God's promise. Look again at verse 23. The angel that stood by me last night. The angel stood by me last night promised me that there would be no loss of life on this ship. Are y'all hearing me? That's, that's the promise. Anybody ever heard of standing on the promises? He said the angel promised me that there will be no loss of life on this ship. Are y'all hearing this? God is in the process of preserving Paul's life. And in the process of preserving Paul's life, he's sparing the life of everybody on the ship. I just said something right there. He's preserving his child's life. He's preserving Paul's life. And because everybody else is on the ship with Paul, yeah, yeah, they're safe because of what he's doing. Y'all ain't hearing me. Let, let me help you out here. You ain't all of that. Are y'all hearing me? Don't you think that you are all of that? Sometime God is saving your life because you're on the right ship. Are y'all hearing me? Sometimes uh, things are as well as they are with you because you're on the right ship with the right folk. The assurance that God will keep his promise. God can't lie. If he says he'll do it, he'll do it. So that is, that is. The assurance of God's presence. The assurance of God's promise. But then, watch this. There is the assurance of God's plan. Go back to Acts 23. Go back to Acts 23. Paul, Paul, Paul had just gone through some trials and with the Sanhedrin. And, and, and he, he, he's, he's caused a rift between the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, and, and the folk really wanted to kill him. They wanted to tear him apart. But, but while they are arguing over what to do, God is revealing to Paul his next move. Verse 11, the following night, the, the Lord stood up by him and said, take courage. For as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, uh, yeah, I want you to do the same thing in Rome. Y'all ain't hearing this. Look at verse 24. Don't, don't be afraid, Paul, because I've got you on an assignment. Are y'all hearing me? 
and your assignment is to go to Rome. Y'all missed it. In other words, Paul, God has a plan for your life. And nothing is going to happen to your life until you carry out the plan that God has. Oh, are y'all hearing me? You ain't got to worry about that thing sinking because I got a plan for you. Got a plan for your life. So if God says you're going to Rome, you're going to Rome. Are y'all hearing? The storm doesn't matter. The shipwreck doesn't matter. Nothing can happen that will keep you from fulfilling God's plan. I'm trying to help somebody here. God's plan will work out for your life. That's why I don't worry about who's digging ditches for me. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear me. That's, that's why I don't spend time trying to track down who's talking about me. God has a plan. Y'all ain't hearing me. God has a plan for my life and nothing is going to happen to me until God has fulfilled his plan in my life. So, <clears throat> so you have the assurance of God's presence. You have the assurance of God's promise, the assurance of God's plan, but I got one more. The assurance of God's power. <laughs> Are y'all hearing this? Yeah, look at verse 44. And it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. Did y'all miss that? Everybody got to land safe by the power of God. After all was said and done, everything turned out just like God said it would. And let me tell you something. Don't you worry. Don't you fret. Everything is going to turn out just like God says it would. You see, what God says, what God says, he has the power. A <laughs> whole lot of folks say a whole lot of stuff, but they ain't got the power to make it work. But whatever God says, I wonder if I got a witness here, that God has the power to deliver on his promise. And that's why every now and then we sing blessed assurance. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. See, even in our singing, we don't sing blessed suspicion. We sing blessed assurance. Jesus. One of I got a witness here. Jesus is mine. Y'all ain't hearing me. Can't speak for nobody else but my hope. My hope, my hope, my hope is not tied up in what's going to happen on Tuesday, November 6th. My hope is tied in to what happened one Friday. Y'all ain't hearing me. My hope uh, 
is all tied in to what happened on Friday, but even more so to what happened early Sunday morning because it wasn't Tuesday yet. It was early Sunday morning that he got up from the grave with all power in his hand. Yes, yes. And that's why I don't mind lifting my voice, sing blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. What a foretaste of glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation purchased by God. Born, ah, yeah, born of his spirit and washed in his blood. Yeah, yeah. I don't know your story. Yeah, you don't know mine. But this is my story. This is my song. Praising, oh yeah, praising my Savior. Oh. Thank God. Thank God that in the midst of all of this craziness, we have his blessed assurance. Everything. Somebody say everything. We have his blessed assurance. Everything. We're going to be all right. We will make it. Are y'all hearing me? We will make it. Blessed assurance runs. Jesus is mine. Yeah, 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 yes. Oh, what a foretaste of glory. I'm an heir. I'm an heir of salvation. <laughs> Purchased by God. Born of his spirit. Washed. Washed in his blood. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is, this is my soul. This is my soul. Praising my say. Hey,
with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead thou shall be saved he wants to give you today he wants you to leave here today with a blessed assurance he wants you to leave here today with a blessed assurance that, that you've got a savior and if you're here today unsaved I want you to come if you're here today and you're already saved and you just want your church covering I want you to be moving. Somebody ought to be moving now. Come now. Yeah, yeah, yes. 